Hey guys, I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Jackie Seiden. She is just like a total rock star. And as I told you in the intro, she's, she's just done so much. I mean, everything from Broadway to TV to movies, you're a singer, you're a mom, you have an incredible relationship. You're just a ball of light as a human. You are. And I'm so grateful to have you as a friend and to get to interview you. And you're the host of the Evolution Pod Club, where I just did an interview, which was fantastic. So you guys are going to hop on over there. <laughs> that You're just, listen, that's all I needed to hear. Thank you so much. It was so nice seeing you and meeting everyone. Bye-bye now. <laughs> 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 like there's nowhere to go after that. Oh my gosh. Hi, it's I, such an honor to be here. I'm so excited. So one of the reasons I'm super excited for my audience to get to chat with you and actually, I guess I'll ask you this question before I assume what Uh-oh. you're going to say. I'm ready. Is, so where on your journey did your spiritual awakening and you opening up? So, you know, you opening up to channeling spirit and starting this journey with the podcast of helping people shift from fear to love. Where did that happen? Like along your career journey? Yeah, I see it now differently. Because now as I look at this journey and I realize that everything that's ever happened to me was leading me here, I can now understand that I was a child with a debilitating fear of death, obsessed with death. My grandmother died when I was four years old, and I guess I'd gone to see her every single day with my mom. And then she was gone. I just could not grasp it. I didn't get it. And I started having these very intense panic attacks, which just... I can actually conjure one up even now, even doing this work at times, which when I can, by the way, I talk to my guides about it. That's for later. But I had this very intense fear of death. And as I became teenager, I started to read books like Many Lives, Many Masters. And I started to read about near-death experiences, anything that sort of provided evidence that there was more going on here. And that brought me a lot of comfort. And then I sort of was able to compartmentalize it and shove it into a corner and do all of my passions, sing and act and think about my highest joy, you know, being young and in New York and starving and not caring and just being so excited about life. And then in there I was on Broadway. Oh, look how that happened. Right. So these dreams, these exciting things start happening. I moved to LA and of course, my guys are trying to get my attention all along the way, but I'm sort of ignoring it, but I don't know that. Right. So, yeah. so I have other things and I, my intense desire for let's call it earthly success in the business. And what ends up happening is what really launched the, this part of my journey, this clarity has come from when I had my babies because then I thought my career was going to stop. And I was very career obsessed and very myopic in my viewing of things. I had my daughter. And when I was eight and a half months pregnant, I don't think you know this. I was actually sexually assaulted on the street walking. Oh yeah. Oh no. My guides were not messing around. I clearly cannot imagine what led up to that, but I had had so many intense manifestation events during my pregnancy. That of course was the most intense one. Um, equal to, I thought there may be something wrong with the fetus with my daughter at some point. Although there is a great story that I did get a visitation to let me know I was pregnant. Um, oh, tell I, us, tell yeah, us. Yeah, let me just really quick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the great. So basically, so many stories, so little time. I so, want to hear this. So I was first got pregnant. I miscarried. I knew I was going to miscarry. I had the vision in my mind. And then that became a reality in the toilet. Sorry, y'all. That's how it went down. And I was devastated. And then just a few months later, in the middle of the night, I was dreaming. And there was a woman with clear blue eyes, not very warm and friendly. She must be one of my guides because my guides are, I've got a lot of masculine energy and a real hard energy going on with my guides. So she must be there. And she was blind too. And she was giving readings to people. And I just, in my head, you know, was doing that thing of please give me a reading. I'm not gonna say, but like, please me, 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 me. And, and all I was thinking about, by the way, was my career. Okay. That's how obsessed I was. And she does walk over to me and she says, would you like a reading? And I said, yes, yes. And she said, I have a message for you. Are you ready? And I said, yeah, yeah. Career, family, whatever. No, <laughs> whatever. No big deal. Career, career, career. Um, I could say that now because now I don't give a Sounds shit about like my me career. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's cool. It's cool. Career, career, whatever. And she puts her hand on my arm. I'm going to start crying. I, you know, I talk about this with my daughter, but she said, your baby girl has arrived. Oh my God. And I woke up in the middle of the night. It was the most lucid visitation I've ever had. I can still feel her arm on my arm. I start bawling and I want to wake up my husband. I don't long story, unless I take a pregnancy test the next day and I'm pregnant. And with all the issues I had throughout my pregnancy, I always knew everything was going to be okay. I knew my daughter was coming. Oh my gosh. That was an incredible sort of exciting. It wasn't a visitation from, it may have been pearl in spirit but man if she chose that way i'm pretty sure it was a guy i know pearl is very magical she is uh. magical <laughs> but my point being my guys are just they were there but i wasn't i was not aware at that time that we all have access to infinite intelligence i was still yeah. in that space of thinking all the answers existed outside of me and i was in a place of fear and control so yeah. i have my daughter we've talked about this then a job fell out of the sky seemingly. And then what really, really happened was I was shooting this movie, this Christmas film as a Jewish girl, by the way, don't tell anyone, just kidding. I love it. (laughs) I got everyone Jewish ornaments for the rap gift. (laughs) So I was nine months after Pearl was born, I was shooting this movie and this is another tragic story. Brace yourselves. My niece committed suicide. And I believe my niece joined my guides and accelerated this process. She is all over my awakening for sure. So I sort of wake up a little bit. I can weirdly hear her in my head. I start running and I, she was having trouble. She was in a wheelchair at the end of her life, her life. I say she took her life, but it was absolutely the, her whole life was perfectly divine and perfectly designed as all of our lives are. And that includes her death. And so, oh yeah, I went running in my morning and I remember I couldn't run. I was just crying and walking. It was hot. And she said, as clear as day, you have legs, use them. So I started, started receiving, but wasn't aware of anything. I was still very much immersed in fear and got back to my old ways, got pregnant with my son. And then my guides just were throwing everything at me. They, everything I had my son and I, had thrush all over my body. My body was on fire for months. I 
had lice. My all my whole family had lice when I, by the way, I had lice in the hospital. Whoops. Didn't know if they had known I had lice, they would have shaved my head because I had a, um, a C-section. So oh thank you guys God. for not taking it to that level. But I kept saying it was biblical. Like I had yeah. locusts and like fire. Plague. Yes. Yeah. The plague. And then of course I gave birth in the pandemic right during the shutdown. So I was alone. Basically it got me there. I was at my knees. You and I talk about this. Yeah. Life brought me to my knees and I just, I was waking up every day going, what, what am I doing? What is happening? What is this? And that then in that place of just absolute searching, I was introduced to Gary Temple Bodley, who's a channel. He became my mentor and quickly I discovered I was able to channel, which of course we all do when we're in the zone in any way, but I was able to channel in writing. I started meditating and the floodgates flew open and I just feel like I've been receiving messages, information, clarity, clarity, and nothing in my life looks the same as it did then, even though on the outside, it may look the same. The inner life is completely changed. My perception of life has completely changed. And I am so, so grateful to be here in this body. And I am so grateful for every bit of my career that didn't happen that led me here. And for my children and every event that happened that led me here to meet people like you and to have these conversations. So that's how I got here. That's, that's amazing. There's so much I want to ask you about that. Let's get into it, girl. So, so you go from being this like career, 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 which I totally relate to psycho. Yeah. So psycho totally, (laughs) totally relate to. And, (laughs) and so my question for you is how did, how would you compare, you know, the, the mindset and because just so you guys know, I, I, Jackie is, is on Hulu on the big leap right now. Right. She's, you know, you can watch her. She is, she's on like, you can watch her. She's on like a bajillion different things on all of your streaming. I've platforms. definitely you been on shows it. and movies that you've seen, but you do not know yeah. who I am. So you can go Google me. You'll say, I don't know who that is, but you've seen stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, you are a successful working actress. I mean, she was on Broadway. You originated a work, a, a role on Broadway, right? Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> you're you're Thanks, a total rock star. You're like a very humble rock star. And, you know, but what I'm curious about is I have two questions we'll get to the first one I want to talk about your earlier success but how did the mindset shift in how you approached your career let's say we're going to say pre-kids because that was like pre-awakening right when you were kind of in that mode to kind of how you approach your career now because it's not like you know you say like I don't care about my career but like you're still very much working Hands off the wheel. It's the same thing we always talk about. The main difference is I stepped out of the effort and struggle. Mm. I know that the effort and struggle will not get me anywhere. If I'm not in alignment, if you wake up and you feel like, ah, yeah, you're feeling that itch. You're like, I haven't, I need to like conjure something in my career. I need to do something. I'm going to email my agent. (laughs) That action is control because it was born out of a place of lack. It's born out of that desire and it's not going to bring me what I want. It's going to be a dead end or it might bring me to this and maybe that conversation, but it's not really what I'm trying to manifest. Right? So what I've learned is when I'm in that place, I do nothing, which is really Mm. freeing and so nice. And then when I'm in that place of alignment, feeling good, feeling satisfaction, feeling neutral, feeling gratitude about my life, or just 
thinking about something else and I get an idea to write my agent about something. Yeah, then I can do that. Then I'm being led. Then my inner self is sending me messages in the form of inspiration to take some action, action in love, not action in fear. And that action in love will open me up. And you know what's funny? Recently, I haven't gotten a lot of those in terms of acting. I've gotten a lot of those on the other side. I'm producing a reality show. We've started producing the scripted show. I've got other things going on, but I've been following these inspirations and I've sort of just, again, taking my hands off the wheel, knowing I'm being led exactly where I want to go. I started this podcast shortly after I was doing that uh, Gary Temple Bodley bootcamp. He channels Joshua. You can actually hear his podcast, Joshua Live, another great podcast. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm on his, I'm on his podcast. So you can you look up amazing, his name and an my name and you'll find it. And then I'm also going to have him on my podcast upcoming at some point too. Oh, great. So yes, yeah. it cast so an amazing job on his. That was when I heard your podcast with him, I fell in love with you. I could feel your energy through and I rarely, rarely have this. I just thought I need to know her. This is my friend. <laughs> I need to be reunited with my sister. We need to be reunited. And that is, I just knew it. And, um, and then I emailed you, Hey, I manifested manifested that. I totally manifested that. (laughs) That was the best. (laughs) Anyway, continue. I don't know. I was just going to say, so I started that podcast, the evolution pod club and nothing is like, I thought it was going to look because the bottom line is when you have a vision of something you want, let's say in your career. And you have a vision of you, the way you think it's going to go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, I'm going to go to this university. I'm going to get an agent. I'm going to get this job. It's going to lead to this job. Then someone's going to discover me here. And you're limiting the infinite possibilities that can happen. The way that it will unfold for you, if you just let go is way more magnificent than you can ever imagine. And by the way, way bigger than you can ever imagine, because you have limiting beliefs about how successful you can be. If I said yep. to you, you could have a hundred million dollars right now. You'd be like, I mean, you have like 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe someone listening would say, I could see myself with five. Everybody has a cap. Yep. If I said you could be a billionaire right now. Okay. Maybe not. But the truth is anything is possible. The only person limiting yourself is you because you're co-signing this limitation with these beliefs. So you just have to alter these beliefs to go make them empowering to go. I can be, have, and do anything. Right. And also when you do that, you realize you really don't need any of the things you think you need. So in this work, I've let go of not only the vision of what I thought it would look like, but why I thought I needed it in the first place. Yeah. And by the way, that's why two of my biggest jobs happened. And I mean, I didn't, no effort on my part, seemingly random after I had both my babies, because I was otherwise focused on something that was bringing me such joy that allowed the universe to conspire slash my inner self to conspire and do it with me getting out of the way. Yeah. It's like you and finally that, got out of the way. I got, I let go of the damn wheel and stopped trying to steer. And then the universe plopped these jobs in my lap. They were offers. I did nothing. Yep. And it was just you basically what I just am constantly trying to remind people is everything is always working out. Let go, have some fun. Life is meant to be fun. If something is bothering you, change the channel, or if you can't change the channel, discover why it's bothering you. What's the limiting belief? What 
is your guide, your inner self trying to show you, yeah. re- reveal to you, because that's your next expansion is the discovery of whatever that is, right? Yeah. So it's so, way more fun now. So what would you go back and tell little Jackie who just graduated and is auditioning the city and I'm guessing maybe has a waitressing job or some other like part-time job I mean, I, well, with? I'm a toot my horn. So I went to bartending school. I was the greatest bartender you've ever seen, but I was only a bartender for two weeks before I got my first job. I went on tour after two. Oh, and this okay. is when I was roommates with Gabby Bernstein, by the way. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> listening know Gabby. <laughs> that That's is a, so funny. That really That's feels a- like a coincidence. I don't know why. That, that that is wild, right? That yeah. is wild. Um, okay. So what would so I tell her? What I, what I want to ask you, well, no, cause she had a lot of success. So maybe that's not the best question. I'm curious if now knowing what you know, now you look back on how fast that happened for you. Right. And we yeah. both know, you know, because we've been in that world that that's not everyone's story, right? right? Some people wait tables for years and, you know, it takes a while for them to have that moment where they pop on a tour, they get their first break. What do you think, do you think that there's anything specific that you did as far as like, even unknowingly in your alignment yeah. or anything yeah, there's, in the process? There's like a couple of different layers to this. One of the things we talked about, which is naivete, I actually just believed it to be so. I'm Jewish in my bat mitzvah. I keep talking about my Judaism. By the way, Jewish, it's it's a hilarious thing with spirituality and it's that's in a whole other podcast. But my <laughs> my bat mitzvah theme was Broadway bound. I developed very young. So my voice developed very young. And I just, it was tunnel vision. I was going to be on Broadway. That's it. It's happening. I don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And also just following my highest excitement. I loved being New York. I would walk out of my apartment every day and breathe in the air and just feel more myself than I had ever felt my whole life. Cause I'd always felt like a duality in me. I always felt like I was different people. It turns out I wasn't two people. I was, we're um, everyone, you know, you're a different person too. So I was a funhouse mirror of versions of myself in the world. And it was the one time I felt like this crazy symbiotic, like shoop into one me. And I think a combination of belief, even though I had a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of doubt, but belief. And I'll tell you what one of those beliefs was. I always knew I'd be on Broadway, but I had too many limiting beliefs about being the star of the show. Mm. So I had a, a lot of experiences auditioning where I did what I needed to do, but I sabotaged myself when I came to doing what I needed to do to get the role. Like mm. I would cover the role. It, it, I had a couple experiences where it was very obvious looking back. I, there was one role that was essentially mine. They, I'm the only one that went in and I just, it, it's crazy how I've sabotaged myself, but just enough, just enough. So I think there was a perfect storm of beliefs following my highest excitement and feeling that gratitude of oneness, that, that wholeness. Now, listen, you are whole, we are all inherently whole, but I was experiencing a very specific sensation of feeling whole, which I now can just see as alignment, right? Alignment. Yeah. That, um, that resonates so much too with, um, we were talking about this on, on Jackie's podcast is around like my journey when I first had, I don't actually think I even told the story on your podcast, but it connects to what you're talking about, about that naivety that I mentioned a little bit on, on your podcast was that I think the secret sauce that when I ended up, you know, getting a call from the producers from ABC was I was also in that place of just following my highest joy, 
Yeah. I wasn't trying. I mean, I also at that point wasn't even trying to make any money from it. Like I just, Oh yeah. That's a good point. Who cares about money, 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 whatever. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it as like a thing I needed to do to get money. I had like other jobs I was working to get money. So it was just like, this is what I'm doing for fun. This is bringing me joy. And it was at that period of my life where everything was going wrong with my brother. So there was like what you describe as wholeness. I would almost describe as like a simplicity around my Mm. desire. Like it was just like simple. It was just like simplicity around my desire today. Right. Yes. And so I love that. I love that. And so I'm curious now you can get to back to my other question that I was going to ask you. So the little Jackie that was going in there and sabotaging the lead role because she believed she could be on Broadway, but she didn't believe she could be a lead, which is a perfect example of how we create these little like micro limitations where like, you can have this, but not like this. Like you can have an amazing husband, but this is going to happen. Right. You can have this house, but it's not going to have a pool. Right. Like, <laughs> we, we, um, like, <laughs> we just like do it to keep ourselves slightly comfortable. So it's like good. It's, but not it's that amazing. place. It's that we're not comfortable at a 10. We're comfortable at a seven and a half or an eight. So, so, so tapped in, tuned in, Jackie gets to like, go back, whisper in little Jackie's ear while she's like, you know, in that phase of maybe sabotaging the lead roles. What would you tell her to do to to like break out of that? You know, what's funny. I don't want to break her out of it. So what Mm -hmm. I would tell her is it's perfect. So don't Mm. beat yourself up for it. It's all part of this journey because thank God I didn't, if I had done lead roles, maybe I never would have left New York. Maybe I wouldn't mm. come. I had to leave New York. And I remember at a time I had a reading and someone said, you could stay in New York and go show to show to show to show. But this is what your life looks like. And I was like, yeah. okay. And by the way, spending my whole life wanting to do one thing. If this isn't proof, you do the thing. It's never going to make you feel the way you think it's going to make you feel. Now, listen, I have a lot of pride that I was on Broadway. I'm very glad. I, I'm very grateful and honored. But then the next thing, there's always we are, will always birth new desires, right? Yep. So it never ends. And so then I went to LA and no one gave a shit that I did Broadway, by the way. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, absolutely. great. <laughs> but thank God, because I was always meant to come here because obviously I was meant to have my children. So I had to meet my husband, which is in LA. And how about this? I'll take it even one step further. I love it. In LA. So yes, I work, I've worked on a lot of TV shows. I've been in a few movies and, and yet no one listening will recognize me. Right. Which by the way is the dream. Okay. I feel great about that, (laughs) but, but, um, (laughs) all my friends, you may recognize, I don't put my friends on my social media and stuff, but they're all super successful. My husband is super successful. His breakout show was modern family. You heard of it? Yeah, you've heard of it, right? <laughs> so when I started dating him, he went to the Emmys. Everyone, so I not only created these abilities that were designed for me specifically, these belief system, but I put myself in a situation in my life where I was successful, but not like so successful. So I got the leading role. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And that brought me also to this work. And I realized Mm. that had I now, if I was going from series regular, which basically means like a lead of a TV show to series regular, I would not be here talking to you right now. Yeah. Wouldn't be here. And I see how it was all designed so perfectly. And as I talk to you, I feel my teeth start to chatter. It's sort of one of my telltales when the conversation sort of gets into a, a really high vibration where there's nothing. There's the only thing I would just want to give the younger me 
is just a hug, some embrace, some love, knowing that it's all leading you. It's all working out that no matter how it feels when I sabotage myself and how devastated I was. And again, anyone listening, how many times in your life have you sabotaged yourself or shot yourself in the foot, quote unquote, you just don't know where it's going. And if you can see the perfection and how it got you here, listening to Cass's podcast, because she is the, I mean, you are the most enlightened. I, 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 if anyone's listening to you, then they followed enough inspiration to get here. Then they're, they've had their awakening and they're on their path. Okay. Absolutely. If they're listening to you, they're here. So whatever got you here, praise it, thank it, name it, hold it in your heart and understand the divine perfection in it. Absolutely. I love that. I love that, that you wouldn't change a thing about that. And I think it's, it also just goes to show you, it's like, we have this, this is one of the, actually one of the paradigms that I'm seeing break down a little bit more with some of my clients recently that gets so juicy is that in the spiritual manifestation world, there has been this, like, it runs rampant of like, you got to make $10 million or $1 million or a hundred thousand dollar months or like whatever these like numbers are. Right. And I think that's similar to what, like the lead role, right. It's yes. like, I have to have the lead role or like the lead role is the thing, right? Like any other role is like not as great as the lead role or like not making a mil- anything, but a million dollars is not as great as a million dollars or whatever <laughs> right. it is, right? <laughs> and it's these ego like concepts, right? And, and to me, I really think it's almost like patriarchal 3D concept that we grow up in and this realization that you have and that like some of the the version of their version of the lead role that some of my clients have been having recently is actually that their desire to have to make, let's say like a million dollars or whatever is actually getting in the way of them following their joy. Right. And realizing that like, wow, if I let that go, if I just trust that all I need to do is follow the thing that lights me up and either one, the money will flow, or also I'm a proponent of just like, you know, do whatever you need to do to make sure that there's like enough money to pay rent. <laughs> like, like well, you have, like you have everything you need. <laughs> Listen, everyone is abundant. You have enough air to breathe, sure, water, drink, but you also are walking around with more technology in your pocket than the Hubble had. I mean, yeah. you're abundant. You have a computer in your pocket. You yeah. have access to all information. And what do you need right now? that you don't have. Do you need your outfit to be made by Gucci right this yeah. second? Okay. Let's pretend like it's made by Gucci. It, <laughs> like how are, you, now, how are you different? Well, What's different? That's, and that's, that's like one of those, that's like that Jim Carrey quote. And you reminded me of it too. When you're talking about like, you know, it's like you get to, you get Broadway, you get this like dream. You do a couple of shows, right? You originate a, sh- a role for a tour, right? Something that like actors would dream of. And and then you're like, oh, okay, check. <laughs> right? And What's then you next? have a manifestation. <laughs> and then it, what is, is old news. It becomes old news. Whatever you think you want will eventually, if attained, become old news. So why not just be satisfied and feel that? good where you are? As you were saying that, my light just started blinking. This light has... <laughs> It was like, I swear to God, it has not blinked the entire time. Well, I actually, something else happened to me when I was talking to you too, but I don't know how woo-woo your audience is. Oh, we're out there beyond. So I'm pretty sure I saw an orb come by. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. I was like, oh, here we go. That's, that's another sign that we're, we're like, I'm going to go back and everyone, I have this on video. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to get a still and I'm going to have it read by my, by or guy. And we're going to see what your lights blinking. 
Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's my lights blinking. So that, yeah. So it's just, I think affirmation that we're just, That's like, all it is. We're, we're hitting, we're hitting it here. And it's just such an important, I just see, you know, one of the things that I think breaks my heart right now is I see such this culture of striving for an end product instead of enjoying the journey and finding out, and I'm guilty of it too. So it's not, we're, like of course, no, I mean, like, we're, we're we've having, all done it. We all have mental constructs, all of us. They've been created from the time we were born, from what our parents told us, our siblings, our teachers, our friends, what we tell ourselves. And we have these ideas in our head of how it all needs to go. But you know, it's a feeling reality. Yeah. All you're doing is feeling things. And so what really matters is how are you feeling right now? And if you don't feel good, then how can we get you to get back into alignment and feel good? And then once you're in that place, then whatever comes to you then is the thing, because whatever you think you want is not going to necessarily bring you that feeling of feeling good. As a matter of fact, if you think you want the million dollars and you haven't done the work to get into alignment, but coming from that place of lack, I need to attain that to gain respect from others and feel worthy. Then you get the million dollars and you know what happens. I'm sure you talk about this on the podcast all the time. You just have bigger manifestation events. You're going to, you'll move into a new house and suddenly your car is the least expensive on the block. You're feeling really insecure about that. You can't afford this private schools. Everyone in your family is asking for money. You're suddenly losing relationships. The point is, it's going to bring you more of what your guides are trying to show you where your limited beliefs are. It's just going to show you that it's all that's happening. So if you can just find the satisfaction where you are now in your, yes, I love my home. Sure. The laundry room is small and I, whatever it is like, yeah. you know, just whatever, but, but love that understand that. Okay. I'm glad that that's the thing. Let that be the thing. Cause I have this other thing I'm really into. Then you're in the sweet spot. Yeah. And I think what, what you talked about with the kids having your babies, I think is like a huge ticket. It's one of the things that like a little hack. <laughs> it's that, a big hack. It's, it's huge hack. It doesn't mean everyone has to have babies, but it doesn't mean it means find something that actually just gets you into that place. Right. Whatever that exactly. is for you is like, it could be gardening, right? Sometimes that's like a thing for me. It's, it's often like baking or cooking, right? Right. This is, this is my favorite thing about you is that I despise cooking and I love for you that it's cooking. <laughs> Kill me dead. Put needles in my eyeballs. <laughs> Get me out of the kitchen. But, but yes, it's, it's changed the channel. Find your highest excitement. What makes you feel good again, feeling reality. So feel good. Go for a walk shift, shift, shift. If you're not feeling good, call someone you love that maybe has a higher perspective and helps get you back into alignment. Look at your dog in the face and give him kisses, whatever it is that has more power than any of the efforting and struggling that you can do. Any of the emails you can write, the phone calls you can make. That well, is that's not why I love, I love that the advice you give is like, don't do anything from that place. Don't do it. You're, you're better off. Because it's literally, it's like, don't go, don't go to the supermarket if you're really hungry, right? Because okay. if you're going to the supermarket when you're really hungry, you're not going to make the best choices. Oh, not only that, <laughs> it's not fun. You're, it's, you're going to be cranky. You'll be in the longest line. You're starving. Yeah. It's exactly. I love that metaphor. The bottom line is 
there's a couple of things I like to say. One person in alignment is more powerful than a million in fear. And also, you know, Esther Hicks will talk about the difference between erecting buildings versus creating worlds. Yeah. It's just, if you don't want to do it and it feels like a struggle, you're better off to not. But it's the same thing applies if you're in a relationship and you have an argument with someone. If you're not feeling good, if you're below the horizon line, meaning you're feeling anywhere from boredom to irritation to complete anger, despair, any action you take from there is just going to create more fear in your reality and theirs. And if it happens, that's not bad because if it happens, it was meant to, it's for them, it's for you, it's for everyone involved. That's what it is. But if you become aware, you start to fine tune your, your awareness of your thoughts and your feelings, your thoughts, of course, dictate your feelings. Your thoughts are the rudder and your feelings are where the ship is going. Mm -hmm. Then you start taking action when you notice that you're feeling okay and you're adding love to your reality and to everyone's reality around you. You can't create in anyone's reality, but you can influence and adding love is always, let's just be honest, more fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And you enjoy the journey and you're just happier in that moment. And yeah. And I, I'm curious, do you have, cause you're still, you know, you're still an ambitious, creative, multi-passionate yeah. woman. How do you approach, right? Like you said, you're producing a, a show, you know, you're working on the big leap. You have these different projects that you work on. And I'm assuming you're probably also auditioning for other things, writing all the different things, right? So when you have, let's say you're like, okay, goals or, you know, projects that you want to fulfill, how do you tackle that from a place it's of alignment? It's so funny. I've actually, I have, and I can say this honestly, I don't care if any of them happen. <laughs> I have had to really let go of attaching to an outcome. Now, does that mean if I have excitement about where it could leave? We've talked about this. If it's exciting to be on set and to have this role that I can use my imagination to enjoy with what I imagine that would feel like and cultivate those feelings again, feeling reality. And this is actually a really interesting tip too. The imagination is a really powerful tool. Cultivating the feelings you feel think something will bring you when they're positive is really exciting. Specificity has momentum. So if you start to imagine something and it's specific and you're feeling good and it, it has momentum, that's great. Stay in it. Stay in it until you hit something that makes you anxious or mm. a little fear pops up. If you're imagining something and so let's say I'm imagining being on set and all of a sudden some fear pops up of I've never been a producer on set before. What if they need this from me or whatever it is, there's just any sort of resistance there back off on the specificity of that daydream and go back yeah. to a more general till you have the good feelings again, or let it go. But just remember that your thoughts are what create your reality. So go ahead. And have that. What also what's happening naturally in that moment is it's actually forcing yourself to expand your vision, right? Because yeah. when we have a desire, what happens is we automatically try to like put it in like a nice, neat little box, box. that our mind knows how to deal with, right? right. Like, oh, well, I must be a producer and it's always going to, it's going to be this kind of show and it's going to be on this kind of network or whatever it is for whatever thing it is, right? It's going to be this kind of job with this kind of salary or this kind of man, whatever it is. And I think what happens in those moments where we start getting so specific, like you were saying, and then all of a sudden we feel that anxiety or we feel that fear and we're like, 
oof, doesn't feel so good anymore. I really feel like that's our divine essence saying like, no, 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 it's even bigger than that, right? Mm -hmm. It's even bigger than what you were thinking of because the truth is what you really want is the essence of that desire, right? What you want is the essence of that desire. So whatever the essence is that you feel you're going to feel being on set as a producer, right? Is like the essence of what you think being a producer on set is going to be like. And so oftentimes it's like, we're just being called to like expand the limitations that we've set on it. Right. Right. I just think it's beautiful what you said. It's your way of also just allowing that space to be like, okay, this is what I think it's going to be. Yeah. But this is what I know it's going to feel like. That's right. Again, it's just the feelings because when you cultivate the feelings then you will receive manifestations in your life that create those feelings in you. So you'll create more of those feelings. And so it's just sort of playing around with that and just playing around with the momentum of it. And then, you know, noticing where the limitations are in your beliefs are right. This is interesting. I think this is, this is sort of, sort of like what you're, we're asking too about goals. And you mentioned this earlier and I thought about it earlier. So my husband, Jason is a very, again, earthly defined, successful director, producer, this is so fascinating. We both went to Northwestern University, not at the same time. I'm so much younger, honey, no, but not, not, not that close. <laughs> I wasn't there at the same time, you guys. Um, so he went there and he was following his highest passion. He was majoring in what was called performance studies, which we all joke at Northwestern is doesn't mean anything, <laughs> like, but it allows you to take a theater class an acting class, as well as other classes in other schools that was hard to do. If you were just a theater major, he took photography adaptation and writing. Okay. You're starting to get a picture here. He didn't know he was a director and he was in improv. He was part of this improv group. And it wasn't until he was 28 that he directed his first thing that he had written with his friend. Now he had written before he had been actually a quite successful actor. You may recognize him from a couple of things. Anyway, wow. Old version of him. But when he directed, everything came together. It was his aha. All of these skills that he actually was passionate about photography, adaptation, performance, all came together to create this well-rounded three-dimensional, brilliant director. Since then, they've started classes called very specifically directing for single camera comedy. And they call him the university and they'll say, we want you to teach this class. And he'll say, I don't think you want me to teach this class. (laughs) And they say, why? And he says, because I think this class is bullshit. And (laughs) but I will teach it. So basically, the point being, I think it, it sums up sort of what what you're asking with this goals, which is if you follow your highest excitement, it's actually leading you to your goal without you even knowing what the goal is. And so right now my hand is off the wheel. Well, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm, I have my podcast. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. When an idea comes to me, I know if it's inspired. I know how I feel or the other person. And it used to be if someone gave me like this idea for this reality show, a guy wrote this to me. And I knew it was inspired. And in the past, I, I would have said, oh, that's great. You should do that. And this time I went, this is inspired. Take one action. What's one action I can take in inspiration? And I called my agency and no one answered. And then I called my agent cell and like, weirdly, it was one of those robots. It just didn't, it, it's something. <laughs> I, and I thought, okay, this is not how this is supposed to go. And I took two more seconds and I thought, 
oh, one of my closest friends, he is a producer for reality television. I'm just going to call him. And man, that was the first step. And the rest is history. We're, we're down the path. So my point being, if it's inspired, just take one action. It could be anything. If it's meant to go, it will lead. And it's all leading me somewhere. I have no idea, but I'm excited to look back in 10 years and go, oh, I get it. It's like Jason at school with all these things. And I see how it all came together. I love that. I love, and you know what? That's, that is something that I, it's so funny. I mean, first of all, it's just, I just have to say, it's so, so crazy because right before you even brought up that story, when you were talking, whatever you're talking about before I had in my head, like ask her about like how, like, you know, ask her about her husband and how, like what, how he approaches like this. Yeah, or of course you, of course you did. And, because was, and then you're like, I can tell you the story about Jason. And by the way, that wasn't the first time I thought it. I thought it earlier. So I think you and I were dancing with this idea the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know exactly what the question is around him, but there's something there. I love that our friendship is half happening, half happening in this conversation. But like the other half is just like fully, fully, fully talking. Fully psychic. They're like, okay, great. But the humans are talking about this. Lovely. It's That's like we're trying to keep up with our inner selves that are just rendezvousing and doing all sorts of stuff. And we're just like grabbing on to straws. Like, I got you. Okay. Hold okay, on. I got this one. <laughs> but I think that's such an important, it's such yes. an important story because once again, and I always, when I do these interviews, I'm always like, I'm just thinking of like my people, you know, I'm always thinking of like all the girls in my divinely designed, sorry, my, my women. <laughs> I always say that. No, I say, you say girls. I, no, we're all girls. <laughs> we're all girls at heart, yeah. but you know, my divinely design your life students, my mastermind students, the people that listen to the podcast, my Instagram, all this stuff. And one of the things I see chronically is this search for now it's like the buzzword is like niching, right? Like how can you niche down? How can you like, it's like finding the clarity, Control. knowing like what's your, you know, what exactly it's like the, it's the illusion mm-hmm. that finding more specificity around what you want is going to expedite the path to success. Lack of clarity is actually holding you up, which is the biggest BS. It and is. And also, by the way, what's so ironic about that is everything you do is so uniquely yours anyway, because no one can come at it from your perspective or vantage point ever. So any word you write from your job, any, anything you do is already niche. It's you're, exactly. you're, you're the most niche. You are of the all niche. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are, are divinely niche. niche. As a matter of fact, your niche is proof of your worthiness. That's how far I'm going to take it. Right. Absolutely. So it's so, I, it's so, it's I'm going funny... to quote that. <laughs> no, that's my book. When Cass is on my podcast, we we've coined like seven titles for her to start yeah, writing. Like seven book. different memoirs. So mine is you are divinely niche. <laughs> yes. But it's so true. I mean, seriously, that book. We'll call right it. Right we'll call right it. Cause the niche came from you. It's ours. It's ours. <laughs> no, no, you it's can inspired. have it. You can have no, it. No, 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 no. So I, I, think I got a lot of books on my list. No, you know, you have it. I don't need it. You just work on that too. <laughs> so true it's so true and it's like I just love that story about Jason because once again it goes back to that point where like bless him bless at that time that he actually had the inability to take the directing for one you know whatever oh that would have been me by the way directing 101 oh I was in the music theater certificate program I just tunnel vision had no and I mean, he, same here, BFA and acting. <laughs> right. I mean, you got it. I was like, this is the thing, but he, and you, you and I talk about this too, 
because, you know, we're in this work, right. And we're talking about living in love and this movement from fear to love. And we're talking about ourselves as the creators is basically what we're doing. We're trying to explain how we are the creators of everything in our lives and not the victims. And I do, I know you relate to this. My husband who is not in this work, not in this work, looks at me sideways. Like I have three eyes sometimes but he is oftentimes so my, tapped in. Yeah, he is. He is tapped in. And by the way, through osmosis gets a lot, like he'll call he's on set right now. And I'll get texts from him saying I had inspiration and he recognizes it now as inspiration. And he is able to, so it's, it's there, but he's my example of alignment on a lot of things because naturally he is able to follow his inner voice. It's because he's a white male is why no, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's more confidence does get you far. (laughs) Well, you know what? Actually, the the truth in that is the confidence allows you to follow those inklings that much easier. And it does because the fear always pops up. Fear always pops up in the form of a thought or anything to stop you from acting on the inspired idea. And the more confidence you have, the easier of a time you will have pushing past that fear. In the beginning, it's hard to push past that fear. Absolutely. But, and then it's like anything, right? It's the more, the more you do it though, the you more build that confidence. you feel that fear, the more you push past it, you're like, Hey, and also I just thought of this randomly just to tie up that thread. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I also took a bunch of nutrition classes in college. Yeah. And it was so funny. I took so many nutrition cl- courses that I remember at graduation, they asked me if I wanted to get like, um, like a certificate, like a minor in it or whatnot. I had to just fill out some paperwork. It wasn't like a thing. And I said, no, I'm never going to use nutrition. <laughs> but, and you know what else you did? Your blog too, I always think of as well. Yeah. Your blog, let's think about this, okay? Your acting, your nutrition, the blog, and the meditation, which came a little bit later. But all of these, all of your talents and attributes have combined to form the superpower that you are now that you don't even know what you're going to be because you are so young, but your ability to captivate an audience, your ability to convey these messages in a way that's so compelling. This is why this is you, right? Well, I remember, I actually remember when I was on, when I was on the taste and we were like, you know, they, I was living in New York at the time. They flew us to California and put us up at Universal. They're shooting at Universal Studios. And we're on, you know, we're on set with like, we each have like two producers, two cameras on us at all times during the show. And then, you know, you're with these other people that are, you know, rock stars in the cooking world, Anthony Bourdain, Nigel Lawson. And it was so interesting because I had some people in my family were like, I was like diehard. I'm going to be an actress. I'm in third grade. I was like, Cassandra will be found in Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So they were like, don't you think it's ironic that after all these years you end up here, but as yourself. Oh, right. And, and I remember on that show being like, just feeling like you have one of those divine moments where I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah. And everything that I did up Makes to this sense. moment has prepared me for yeah. being here. And I knew so divinely that all those years I spent, you know, doing commercials and student films and independent films and little things here and there and auditioning and acting and all the things they made me, I'm at home in that environment. Absolutely. I'm like the best version of myself in that environment. And I'm so at ease and comfortable. So it even allowed all the other stuff 
to just be that much easier, right? Of course, or just be myself. Like here, if you, of course. But if you knew you had to, take but I would have never been able. If no. you would have asked me at any point along that journey, even like a year before that happened, if that was something I was going to go for, I would have been like, "What? Right, no? right, right. <laughs> like, right. what is that?" It's that beauty of being able to be like, you know, the, the Jason in that situation and say, Hey, I don't know, but I'm interested in photography and I'm interested in writing and I'm interested in theater. And let me just allow, I think that's one of the things sometimes we get out of that mindset. We're so in that it needs to add up. I need to know you exactly. And you need to map it out in your head. How, how it goes from A to B to C to D and we'll get you to where you want to go, which is just full circle. What we started with, which is you have to surrender and take your hands off the wheel. You don't know where it's leading. The best you can do is enjoy your life by following your highest passion. It will lead you. And I also just wanted to add, you know, in terms of acting on inspiration, because that's really the key to manifesting all the things that you truly want. And what you were saying about the more you act on inspiration, the more confident you get. So inspiration can, by the way, be you're driving, you're listening to a good song and you have the inspired idea to call your mom. And then the thought is she's busy or I don't know. I don't want to talk for 10 minutes. That's fear. Okay. So that's what I talk about when I'm saying your ego is going to pop up to stop you. But you have obviously called your mom or a friend or a loved one many times you have no problem pushing past that fear. Okay. Yep. So you do it anyway. That's what we're talking about. So on a bigger level, the more excitement there is, the more fear there will be. So for the podcast, I don't know what it was like for you in the beginning, but when I did my first podcast and I remember I channeled the opening, I was truly terrified. I mean, I was, I was terrified. I don't know why I was so scared because like you said, I can, I can give me a microphone and a room full of people. Clearly this is what we're doing. I can talk for a long time. I'm fine, but I was so nervous. I had never done it before, but now obviously each time gets a little bit easier, a little bit easier, or even if you have the idea to email somebody that you don't know quite well, because you had an idea of something and also understand that you don't know where that inspiration is leading either. Okay. I, I do want to make that clear. Sometimes yep. that inspiration will lead you to a bigger manifestation event, meaning a, a, an event that occurs that gives you negative emotions or something you view as wrong or bad, but that wrong or badness is of course created by you. And then thank you, Sal. Thank you so much to show you or reveal to you where you are limiting yourself. That's all it's there to show you that you have some belief about yourself. That's holding you back. You yeah. need to know what it is. And so you start to see that everything really is happening for you, everything. And if you just act on the inspiration, it's super fun and you can go as fast or as slow as you want. Uh, you get, you get um, I'm telling you, you get hundreds of inspired ideas a day. And if you ignore them, you'll start to get less, but they're coming. If you yep. act on more, more will come. And you may do the thing where you say, bring it on. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm sure you're like this. If you, if you say, bring it on. It's going to be, be brought in. Okay. <laughs> so, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be like, things are awesome. And then you get punched in the face and then it's awesome. <laughs> you get punched in the face. So it's like, because that expedites your path as well. It does. And right? then, 
I, but then also it's like, why are we in such a rush? Like, can I just let That's my true. nose heal and then coast for a minute and then get back to the Like, it's funny. I think about it as like, it's like, um, it's like a maze. Like imagine I like a, like a bunny in a maze or something. Oh, you like don't that. get, you don't imagine it getting punched. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Let's go with your <laughs> part. <laughs> so imagine it's like a little maze, right? And let's say, um, there's like some like carrots or rabbit food in the middle of the maze if they get all the way through. And like the divine is like guiding them through this maze. And the faster you go, right, they if they have a little bit of a clip and then they hit a dead end, right, it's going to hurt a little bit more, but they're still going, okay, so you hit it. And then you're like, okay, that's a really quick awakening. Wrong way, turn around, other way. Okay, let's try this way, dead end. Oh, wrong way. Okay, turn around, let's go, right? And so- you know, that's, that's kind of how I think about it. It's like, I, when we by the way, these- I'm, I'm laughing and making these faces. Cause I literally always use that metaphor instead of carrots, it's cheese. And <laughs> I actually had a, a sort of like a revelation just now, because I always said, it's kind of like your guys being like, here's the cheese. And, but the, yeah, the faster you go, you're going to hit a wall, but the cheese. <laughs> I, well, it's funny because my clients that are listening to this will laugh because one of the things I say all the time is like, there's no cheese down that lane. And, <laughs> and I'd be like, great. We found out there's no cheese. And all my podcasts are it's like, I have a title. All my titles are like chasing the carrot, the carrot. I'm always talking about the carrot. So that's a funny little flip there. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I'm always talking about the carrot on the end of this. But stick. it's like, you know, when you think about it like that, it changes it all. In my opinion, it changes everything because it's so funny that you said that because I went through a period where like I had that I went like I was this I went to see Oprah when she was doing that like live the life you want tour like long story short but anyway I got it for my mom my mom couldn't go so I just went by myself and it was a spiritual weekend for me and (laughs) the entire weekend the entire weekend, what just kept on coming through was it's going to happen as fast as you let it. It'll happen as fast as you let it. Like, and, and so much of that is like, how, how much are you willing to lean into the trust, lean into the faith? Because that's, what's required for you to follow those inspirations because your whole fear nervous system that's Mm -hmm. trying to keep you safe is going to have you try to play a safer game is going to have you try to play a logical game until you say to yourself, I am already safe. I don't need protection. I am protected. I am safe. I am whole. I am worthy. I am abundant. I am free. And it is because the ego mind is there to stop us. Like you said, walking in front of a bus. Otherwise we would be just jumping off cliffs to die because yeah. it would just be so fun. We're like, I'm just going to fly. Yeah. Gravity's cool. I'll come back tomorrow in another life. No big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. So yes. Yeah, so the ego does serve a purpose. But it has become and is becoming less so. I mean, you can see the shift happening. We're moving into this age of enlightenment. It's happening. Everyone's waking up. So it's very exciting. And it's a really cool time to be alive. I feel like I feel like when we did come into the physical, we sort of won a lottery in terms of getting a ticket to come in now, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't you think? So it's a very man, if you can just tap into that, if you can just say, (laughs) wow. I, I, I like to talk about when I was growing up, when we go to the movies, we would a check a newspaper for the times or call movie phone. Yeah. I remember that. I remember movie phone. Okay. So all I'm saying is what is a newspaper? <laughs> what is movie? Look how far we've come where now I'm walking around with a literal computer that not only I could, I could look up anything about, I can make this movie on my phone. Okay. Yeah. I can literally make it. So 
in 10 years, well, we don't know. It's moving exponentially. So just kind of maybe enjoy the ride a little bit. And we just can't help but want to control everything and protect ourselves, which really only succeeds in keeping you small. That's all, that's all protection does. I love that. You know, and that's also, I think that's such a great example of talking about how ever changing our world is right. And, you know, our world is evolving constantly, even like you're, you know, our industry, I guess, with the acting and stuff is evolving so much. Like we've, Oh my I mean, God, it's very different. Look at all these streaming shows, right? That was not like when I, back in the day when I started, that was like, not even a thing. People like, email me and they say, I want to come to LA for pilot season. I'm like, I'm like, it's not, it does not. What pilot like, season? Always, these are always casting. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, it's, I mean, I still remember you probably did this too. Like when I graduated college and I would write out like cover letters with headshots and then mail them in like eight by 11. <laughs> I, I make fun because listen, talk about control when you feel like you have have no control not understanding how the system works thinking you have no control over anything oh my god Daddy, i only I got headshots like, stickers. like i would put like stickers on <laughs> if i showed you how many heads i got headshots every six months because as an actor you're like the only thing you can do that feels like some semblance it's my pictures i need the to get on, yes. these pictures the entrepreneur version of that is the website i gotta redo my website oh that's okay <laughs> thank you i get okay i get it It's this hilarious semblance of control when really you would do more to advance your career, find the mate, get the money by going and having some ice cream with a friend, by looking at your baby and giggling, by taking a walk and enjoying the sun on your face than doing any of those action items on your list. You want to bring that stuff to you, just go outside, cancel the shit you don't want to do today and do something that would make you happy. Go for a hike with a friend. Go take yourself for ice cream. Seriously. It's all, it all starts and ends with ice cream for me, but (laughs) that's, that's, that's how you make, that's how you make it happen. That is how you bring the change in your life. That's how you bring on all the things you truly want. And that is how you enjoy the ride. Forget the effort and struggle. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. You don't have the trust and faith in it. Fine. But maybe try it for one day. I want to, I want to challenge. I, first of all, mic drop moment. That was beautiful. You are. And, and I just love it. I try to say this in many ways, but you know, it's true. It's like, you're never more productive than when you're in alignment. Never. And, you know, most of my girlfriends, we have like a running joke that, um, whenever I start a story with, well, when I was in meditation, that they know that I'm about to tell them something like wild that I just manifested, you know? And it's always, literally, it always happens when I'm getting a massage, taking a bath or a minute. Yeah. It's like all these times I'm just literally doing nothing. Like I'm just enjoying myself, relaxing. And because the problem is a different vibration than the solution. The answer is a different vibration than the question. So you got to let go of it for a minute and trust that the answer will come to you. The solution will come to you, but not after you're scraping for it and struggling for it. But when you let go and nothing makes you let go faster when you're in the bath, when you're in the shower, when you're just meditating, when you're chilling. Yeah. And I think, you know, I want to challenge listeners if they're up for the challenge. Me, my ambitious self would go 30 days. But if you want to do even like seven days or two weeks, pick a time. I would say no shorter than seven days. I want to give you like a full experience to walk through a couple of different days, a couple of different like seasons of things you have to do in your life. Seven to 30 days, pick a number and challenge yourself for 
this amount of days is like a finite amount, right? If you challenge, if you do this for like, honestly, I think you do it for a month, you do it for a month, your logical brain can probably get on board with the fact that like nothing crazy is going to fall. Like your life's not going to blow up in a month because you do right, this, right? right? So you're, you're fine. <laughs> and, and so try that out and do exactly what you said. Like, I love what you said. What if you looked at your calendar and got rid of all the things you don't want to do that don't light you up. And when you are lit up and in the challenge to act on at least one, just one inspired action a day, that means one thing that pops up, an idea you have in alignment that maybe causes you fear one, one a day, yeah, seven days. By the way, this is how we live our lives. This is where I'm at. I'm 365. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But like, take the stuff you don't want to do, give up whatever you're not going to do anything with the website this week. You're not going to write any, figure out that thing with the the thing coming up, the big conference. If, unless you're excited about it and you're in alignment, you have an idea about it, then do the thing, then do the inspiration. But if it makes you feel tired, resistance, stressed, anxious, annoyed, forget it. Forget it. Do something else. Change the channel and come back and let us know how it went. Yes, let us know how it went. Jackie, thank you so much for being on. I love you. You're amazing. This was just so powerful and just so many golden nuggets. I I can't wait for everyone to hear it. And we'll give everybody all of your links, all of your information below. And like I said, go over to Jackie's podcast, The Evolution Pod Club listen to, you can listen to our episode and all of her other amazing episodes. She's wonderful. And check her out on the big leap on Hulu and everywhere else. Cause she is amazing. And I adore you. <laughs> thank you for being my friend. And thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs>